our scripture this morning is from Matthew. Our message this morning is about angels. And our scripture is from Matthew 13, 44 to 52. And I think in this scripture we see that uh, angels are not always the fuzzy, sweet creatures we think they are. And they do God's will. They do what God asks them to do. So, 44 to 52. Kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets that threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things, Jesus asked? Yes, they replied. He said to them, therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. The word of God. Now, an angel appeared at a faculty meeting and told the dean that in return for his unselfish service, he would reward him with his choice of wealth, wisdom, or beauty. Without hesitating, he chose wisdom. It is done, the angel said, and disappeared in a puff of smoke. All of the other members of the faculty stared at the dean with amazement, and finally one of them whispered, Now that you have infinite wisdom, dean, say something. And the dean looked at them and said, I should have taken the money. There's a song in our hymn book that I wasn't fast enough to get Barb to play. But it's called Angels from the Realms of Glory. And the angels from the realms of glory wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story now proclaim the Messiah's birth. Now, There are several songs about angels in our hymn books. And uh, we're going to take a closer look at who angels are and what we biblically know about angels, starting with the hymn. And we looked at that, but we didn't sing it. So this hymn starts, starts with the Christmas story when the angels appear to the shepherds And then moves very quickly to Jesus' second coming. Descending in his temple, he shall appear. And the last verse ends with all people of all time bowing in worship to Jesus Christ. At the end of time, every knee shall bow to Jesus Christ. The hymn starts with the image of a few vulnerable people 
worshiping or a few worshiping the vulnerable infant Jesus, but ends with the image of an all-powerful God in the person of Jesus. This hymn is about announcing the birth of Jesus. Stop and think about this. We've heard the story of the angels announcing Jesus' birth over and over. We've heard it. And we don't give it a second thought. That's just what happened. So I ask you, who here has had an angel announce their birth? Not many of us. No, none of us. Polls show that most people believe in angels, but the angels they believe in have more to do with fiction than reality. Many people believe in parking angels. These apparently are angels who help us find parking spots. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, I often ask God to help me find a parking spot, and he very seldom fails me. Don't ask angels, ask God. He's always there for us. And if he doesn't, well, I just figure he's a little busy doing more important things. Movies show angels as some kind of genies who grant wishes for favors, like in the opening joke I read. And we're going to look at a little bit for, on kids, from, uh, on kids, on angels, from kids on angels. Here's what they say. My angel helps me with math because he's not much good at science. Angels don't eat, but they drink milk from holy cows. Angels live in cloud houses made by God and his son Jesus, who's a really good carpenter. Now, all angels are girls because they got to wear dresses and boys just didn't go for that. What I, what I don't get about angels is that when someone's in love, they shoot arrows at them. And angels are like moms. They know you inside out and love you anyway. And that might be true. And the Bible, of course, is never, it's, it's far from silent about angels. They're mentioned around 273 times in, in the Old and New Testaments. And sometimes at funerals, you might hear somebody in an attempt to comfort. They might say, she's now an angel or he's now an angel in heaven. Let me tell you, when you die, you do not become an angel. You do not become an angel. You're an individual, and you will always be you. You will not change into something else. Now, angels are created beings, a direct creation from God. Colossians 1.16 states that all things in heaven and on earth were created by God, whether visible or not, thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. It's not a reference to earthly political institutions, but to spiritual rankings, spiritual rankings. In other words, tiers of power filled by angelic beings. God created the angels and gave them their rankings. And the number of angels is a fixed number. They are a company. We humans are a race. 
We reproduce. Angels do not. In Matthew 22, 30, Jesus says, At the resurrection, people will not marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. They will be like them in that they don't reproduce. And they will be a being. Angels were created prior to creation. Prior to the creation of the world. Their numbers are associated with the stars, which means there are billions or trillions of them. No new angels are created. So they are not working for their wings and they're not in training. And angels cannot die. Luke 20, 36. And they can no longer die for they are like the angels. Well, when people die and go to heaven, they're like the angels because they don't die again. They have eternal life. But they're not angels. So, angels are created. Humans do not become angels. Angels are a fixed number. There are many angels, and they've been around the block a lot of times. We don't usually see angels or recognize that we are seeing an angel. However, we see them appear quite often in Scripture. Just in the book of Genesis, angels appear to Hagar, Lot, Abraham, Joseph, Jacob. Hebrews 13.2, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing some people have entertained angels without knowing. So angels can appear, they can appear in human form and are able to blind people to who they really are. They can only be in one place at a time. And I believe, if many, many of you have heard the story from Ruth Ball when, when um, Gray was having his treatments in London and they continued to go to the Y or wherever they were swimming. They loved their swimming and their biking. And she went into the dressing room and um, she, she must have been telling somebody about their situation. I'm not sure exactly how it unfolded, and at first she felt very, very <laughs> uncomfortable because she, either her or the other woman did not have any clothes on, but the woman came and hugged her, and at first she thought, oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't have any clothes on, and she said that hug, she never wanted to end, and right away I said to her, that was an angel, Ruth. You never want it to end. It is so beautiful when you're touched by God. So beautiful. And scripture reveals many things to us about angels. They're organized in a hierarchical order. Principalities, powers, thrones, authorities, dominions, and might. So this means there's various levels of ruling positions assigned to angels. Now, Scripture specifically describes four kinds of angels. There's the archangel, the cherubim angel, the seraphim angel, and the living creature. Now, we're told of two archangels, Michael and 
which means who is like God, and Gabriel, which means the mighty one of God. And they're the highest ranking angels, and they're the ones we hear we are most familiar with. And when Michael appears in Isaiah 14, Daniel 12, Jude 7, and Revelation 12, he appears to be fighting evil forces. He assists Daniel. He protects Israel and disputes the fights with Satan. And you will be familiar with Gabriel appearing to Mary, explains prophecy to Daniel, announces Jesus' birth to the shepherds, rolls back the stone of Jesus' tomb, reassures Paul, will sound the trumpet at the rapture, and many other things but he will not be seen finding you a parking place at the mall. No, no. And next is the cherubim. Described as having four faces, the man, the lion, the ox, the eagle. Described as having two pair of wings and two pair of hands. And two pair of hands would come in handy sometimes. I bet a lot of you wish you had two pair of hands at times. But there they are, two pair of wings and two pair of hands. And they're described in Genesis 3.24 as guarding the tree of life in the Garden of Eden. They're the angelic figures that are on top of the Ark of Covenant. And they appear to Ezekiel at the throne of God. When the seraphim, then the seraphim, they're next, there's a cherubim, then the seraphim, mean the burning ones. And they're only mentioned once in Isaiah 6, 1 to 7. They have six wings, and they sing in the chorus of God, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So you know when you get to heaven, there's going to be music sung by the angels. The whole earth is full of his glory. This angel presses a hot coal to the lips of Isaiah to purge him of his sin. Probably remember that story. And then there's the living creatures. Their number may be as little as four, as we only see them appear in a group of four. They have the four faces of the cherubim, the six wings of the seraphim, and they thought that they have taken the place of Lucifer, and they worship God endlessly. The biblical description of these angels is not what we see on our Christmas trees. What about guardian angels? In Hebrew 1.14, are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? And also in Matthew 18.10, Jesus says, See that you do not look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Guardian angels are a a logical possibility, but it's not specifically stated in Scripture. However, they're very powerful beings. Now, are all angels faithful? No. There are evil angels. They are demons or fallen angels. Now, Lucifer was the chief angel. You all know that. Most of you know it, I think. He was the chief cherubim, but wanted to be like God. So he attempted to overthrow God. And one third of the angels followed him. One third of the angels, that's millions of angels, followed him. 
Wow. And they are not able to not sin. All they do is sin. Now, not all spiritual experiences are godly beings, but you have been given the authority by Jesus to come against those demons because Jesus is victorious over them. Hallelujah. Jesus is victorious over these evil demons and angels. So here on earth, we see angels informing, instructing the word of God to believers, protecting believers, comforting as they did Elijah, deliver as they did Peter out of prison. They minister at the moment of death. I've told this story too before, and I don't know if you've all heard it. An acquaintance of mine was sitting by her sister's bedside right at the end while she was dying. And her sister looked at her and she said, Oh, Margie, do you see the angels? And Margie said, No. They're everywhere. They're touching your face. And then she passed away. Angels are everywhere. Wow, what an experience that would have been. Although angels assist and protect us, they also enforce the wrath of God. The judgment of Jesus upon humanity. <clears throat> and this is how it will be at the end of the age. Just like our scripture says, the angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For those who don't claim Jesus Christ as their savior. So angels are not our fluffy friends that are sent to grant wishes. Nor are they simpletons who are awarded wings whenever a bell rings. But they are very powerful beings. For though Jesus comes as a helpless infant with the angel's announcement, we see them reinforcing the fact that we are to look to Jesus Christ in his fullness as the almighty God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word which straightens us out on angels. That they are powerful beings. They do protect us. They love us. They are sent by you. There are millions of them, zillions of them. They're everywhere. But there are also evil ones, Father, that we have to be aware of. And we, we ask you to give the courage to stand against that evilness in the name of Jesus Christ because you have given us the authority and we thank you for that. We thank you, God, that people do experience the love and the warmth of angels when they need it. You're amazing. Thank you, Father. Amen.